If I could describe to give my life tour in one word, it would be vulnerability. Showing up for yourself is so important. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. I'm your host, Lydia T. Blanco. Hey y'all, it is me, Lydia T. Blanco, your host here at the Get My Life Tour. I am so excited that you decided to show up for yourself and take center stage. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you. Oh my goodness, you took time out of your day to come on tour. I'm so glad that you took advantage of the free admission and that you are here. If you are tuning in for the umpteenth time, shout outs to you for being committed and for seeing the Get My Life Tour as valuable enough for you to show up for yourself. Oh my goodness, my heart is full. Y'all know I stay enthusiastic because I don't take having guests lightly. Being able to take center stage with someone else gives me the opportunity as well as you the opportunity to learn something about ourselves and that person. I am so excited about today's guest because she is someone who takes wellness and faith and breakthrough seriously. Her name is Shia Thousand. Yes, Shia Thousand. What an incredible name, right? It sounds like she should be someone who's motivating you and inspiring you. And that's exactly what she is going to do today on the stop of the tour. But Before she comes on, let me read a little bit about her. Shia Thousand is the founder and CEO of CT Wellness Co., a faith-based wellness training company educating students, professionals, and women in creating healthy habits, de-stressing, and achieving lasting balance. Her mission is to improve the overall physical and mental well-being and quality of life for students and leaders by empowering them to build sustainable lifestyles. Shia, welcome to the Get My Life Tour. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. I am so glad that you are taking time out of your day to come on tour with us and that you you know, have followed up with me and it has been incredible. We've had this one-off conversation and I was like, there is no way you are not coming on tour. (laughs) (laughs) I am so thankful for the invite. It's awesome. I love your podcast. Thank you so much. You know, I'm, you're taking center stage, right? Mm -hmm. And I read a part of your bio, but I don't think that does you justice. So in your own words, tell us who is Shia Thousand? So Shia Thousand is a ever-evolving, loving, balanced soul. I'm an aunt, I'm a daughter, I'm a friend, I'm a sister, I'm a child of God, focused on kingdom business, operating in my God assignment. Mm. And I'm literally, I have been on the Get My Life for some time now. So it's not (laughs) that it's a tour around it, because I have definitely been on this journey for I would say that over the last um, probably almost 15 years, and mm. it got very clear over the last eight to 10 years, and it continues to get clearer and clearer, but I'm really just a given soul who wants to help people on their journey 
And when I share my journey, people are like, oh my gosh, how did you do that? And I love sharing and helping people. So I think one of my gifts is to be an encourager. One of my gifts is um, knowledge. I'm a Virgo, which I am avid about all knowledge. I try Uh as much as possible. So we we out here just giving. I tell people I'm the queen of random facts. So my random (laughs) facts will actually help you get your whole life together. And you will be like, I had no idea anyone would even know that most random thing, but it helps you. Now, you know, you can't just say that and not give us a random fact right now, right? Let's see. Um, oh, my gosh. This is the thing, right? You can't be put on a spot about a random fact. Somebody <laughs> has to say something, and then you're like, oh, that is so awesome. What a random fact that is. So um, I don't know. I don't have a real random fact right now, but okay. I'll tell you about, okay, so yesterday, this week, I just told a friend that I was um, in a process of reading and buying up um, Angela Davis books. Mm. And then girl trek this week. What is the, let me tell you about manifestation. So this is not a random fact, but this is a manifestation. Okay. I was learning about Angela Davis and girl trek. Do you know who girl trek is? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, girl. So girl trek then posts on um, Facebook. Girl, we are having a conversation with Angela Davis and Nikki Giovanni. What? Wait, wait, what? it already happened. It happened last night. <laughs> girl, let me tell you. So I was reading, I was already doing my research, right? Because I'm trying, like, let me get to know these queens. And my grandmother just passed, and she used to always call Mm -hmm. me Angela Davis. So Mm -hmm. I was like, let me do my research. And then sis auntie just gets up there and (laughs) slaughters last night between her and Nikki Giovanni. And that was just like, the internet can shut down today. My whole year has been made. Like, (laughs) oh my gosh. If you did not catch it, please catch the replay. Because when I tell you it was everything, it was everything, everything. I am so upset that I missed that, but I'm most definitely going to go check out the replay. That is incredible. And you know what? Angela Davis is so fitting for you. (laughs) I'm here for it. I'm like, yes, you most definitely are Angela Davis. She is a woman of great esteem yes oh my goodness that is an honor to be called Angela Davis my grandmother is she was a wonderful just amazing she's like she was the strongest woman I've ever known and she was oh mm. literally she would always tell me I was Angela Davis and I never did like my homework I knew bits and pieces here and there and then for <laughs> some reason this year I said I'm gonna do my homework and I just started buying books and she literally just passed two weeks ago And I just love that Mm. I was able to already be on that journey and then have the beautiful um, pleasure of being able to watch this woman speak last night. Like, thank God for the Internet, because that is a conversation I might have never, ever been privy to. And it was just amazing. So I'm very blessed. My grandmother also, (laughs) she says, my theme song is Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. My grandmother's a very interesting person. Your grandmother sounds like she was your angel on this side of the earth. And now she is on the other side. For sure. My goodness. Blessings to her. Thank you. And to you during this time. You know, you are someone who is deeply rooted in your faith. And that has led you on your journey to wellness and to help others on their journeys. Tell us more about what led you on that path. 
So I think I've always been um, in wellness to some degree. I was the only girl in high school that um, I could do pull-ups with one arm. I had a six-pack. Pause. And- uh-uh. Shia. Shia. <laughs> what you're not going to do is come on this tour and do that to us. One arm. Listen, it used to be so funny because I would always challenge my friends who were on a basketball team. And I'm like, let's see if y'all can do this. And honestly, I was that kid that just randomly played with weights. So I never realized that my <laughs> arms were like going to get bigger. And my mom had these cast iron weights and I would literally um, just roll them while I watched TV. So by the time I got to high school, my arms were like cut. And people were like, what, what do you do? Are you a trainer? Like even in high school, people were like, are you, a, are you a trainer? Like, what are you doing? And I just spoke to my friend's brother not too long ago. He was like, yo, I remember when I first met you, you were 15 and you had a six pack and he's older. And he was like, I never seen a girl in my life with a six pack. And you wow. were 15. So you know I think what? I've always been into wellness, but I didn't, um, or fitness. And I didn't understand really how it impacted my mood, how it impacted my life. And then as mm-hmm. I got older, I grew up in the church, but you know, I think when you grow up in a church, you take it for granted. Yeah. So with that being a case, I knew God and I was saved and I had a relationship, but I didn't know God. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I went through a whole breakup that it wasn't, I'm not even going to say it was a breakup because that's giving it too much light. It was a situation mm. that really just rocked my entire world. And mm. I had already been struggling with who I was and what I was doing. And this was at 30 years old. And I'm like, what am I doing? And who am I? And when this happened, it was like a blessing in disguise. And I didn't even realize it. And so I started focusing on just getting, at first I left New York. I relocated to Florida. I was like, I fasted for a month. I prayed and fasted for Mm. a month. I prayed and fasted for the person. And I was like, I need to relocate. So when I relocated, um, like within four months, I wind up starting to focus on my physical and really led me down a path to start focusing on my spiritual because what I realized is that they were all so connected right. and it's really your core. It's your soul. We're your spiritual beings having a human experience. Yes, and yes, my pastor yes. in New York says that all the time, Pastor A.R. Bernard, shout out CCC. But yes. you say that all the time. And it wasn't until I was grown that I really understood what that meant. Because for so long, we are praised and we are um, elevated by our looks. Your mm-hmm. looks literally mean nothing. Like, no one really tells you you're a smart little girl unless they're trying to be condescending to you. Mm-hmm. But they don't really say that in light of, like, you can do so much because you're smart. They really, they use it in a very... um a negative way. It's not something very positive in every family. So every family is different. But in my family, it wasn't something that was like, you're you're so smart. Like it was like, you smart ass. Like no one really (laughs) said it like that. So once I started realizing like they were connected, then I started researching physical and mental wellness and how it really impacted our bodies. And then I am the only, I have one other girlfriend, so I'm not going to say I'm the only, but I have a core group of girlfriends. And out of that core group of girlfriends, I'm the only one who does not have a child. Mm. So what I started realizing was, how is it impacting moms? Like, if it's impacting me this way as a single person, how is it impacting my friends who are moms? Right. And so I really began to realize there was some work to be done around this to support us in the 
physical and mental wellness. And then I realized, okay, I didn't um, have a creative practice. Okay, like, what does that look like? And when you're a little, they encourage you to do things that they want you to do. But everyone's creativity is not allowed to be explored. It's usually mm. a light that's hidden within you. And as you get older, you get comfortable not exploring that. But when you start to explore it, it's like, wow. And I noticed I was um, my best when I operated consistently in a spiritual, physical, and a creative space. Like, Mm -hmm. that was game-changing. And I did that for years before I even started telling people what I was doing. Because I was like, I need to test this out and see if this is really working. And I started finding joy instead of happiness where something has Mm -hmm. happened. Like, everything literally changed once I realized that those three things were my wellness triangle. I like to say because it's a foundation and then it's a top piece. So those two at the bottom are your foundation. And they can be whatever they need to be in your life at that point in time, where those are your two main sources. And then you add this other one in and it really just lets you be balanced. Shia, you, you, oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I am just like, okay, number one, I'm forming a pyramid with my fingers and I'm like, okay, so what is at my foundation and how can I implement this and that spiritual peace, mm-hmm. spiritual wellness, right? We think about so many different kinds of fitnesses, mental fitness, physical fitness, but that spiritual fitness is not something we often prioritize. True. The, the fact that you fasted for so long for yourself and for that person you were, you were tied to for some time, it, it requires a certain level of spiritual maturity. And it's so interesting how we, we go through things in life that helps us to arrive mm-hmm. to that point. Yes. And we're like, oh, let me actually make sure I'm on top of this. Because we can be in tip-top shape, but if we are declining spiritually and mentally, Girl. it's almost like our physical doesn't matter, right? Like the vessel no. is just there. It's yep. a shell of a person. Mm-hmm. I am so glad that you touched on that. And that, this is why you are who you are, because <laughs> there are some people who are not even thinking about this. You are so necessary. The work that you are doing, your calling, you being on assignment is so necessary, Shia. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And it took me a while. Let me tell you, <laughs> it took a while. But when I'm when I'm operating in this space, it just it comes so it comes so sincere, so genuine that I can speak about this all day because it's literally what I've been living for the last few years. But not just because of that, but because God literally speaks through me. A lot of the time I tell people, like, don't ask me to repeat it because I can't even tell you what I just said. I have no idea. My girlfriends laugh at me all the time because I'm like, you better get it on the first round because a lot of the time (laughs) it is God speaking through me because he knows what you need in your life. I am truly here to be the vessel and I pray about it daily that he used me, that he filled me up and pour me out so that I can touch on whatever you need. It's not about me at all, at all, at all. Mm. I am truly just the convoy in which he uses to get it done. That is incredible. Now, you had that get my life moment with the situationship and you came out on top. Girl. Right? Whew, situationships. Honey. Oh, my goodness. I think I first heard that word in 2015 when I was in graduate school and someone called me who I was once interested in Mm. and 
He was like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm well, you know, mm-hmm. in grad school, also working on my MRS. And he was like, what's your MRS? And I mm-hmm. said, my missus. He was like, what? I said, I'm trying <laughs> to get wife up. Okay. Do you hear me? Look, mm-hmm. I, yes, I'm getting my MS, but I need my MRS to come too. Mm-hmm. Um, still don't have it, but you know, got speed. Okay. <laughs> Everything's but, a guy time for real. Exactly. Right. But he said, he was like, so are you in a relationship or a situationship? And I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not in either. Right. But the reason why I'm expounding on this is because we don't realize what soul ties we mm-hmm. have to, to people. Mm-hmm. And that is so hard to come out of. Oh, yeah. And you, oh my, I know you know, right? In in conversation, we spoke about these three Bs, breakup, burnout, and breakdown. Mm -hmm. And I just want to stay on that a little bit longer because, you know, this show is about how through. So I want to ask you, in addition to going into prayer, meditation, and fasting, what were some of the other ways that you got through so that you could come out on the other side victoriously and help others? Let me tell you. So at the time, I was a recruiter for Macy's, a college program, and I I already was questioning, questioning my job and like, do I want to stay here? Like, it's easy to get comfortable. I always knew I wanted to leave New York. So I just literally just started putting a plan together. And while I was praying and fasting, I'm like, Lord, just show me what it is you want. And I'm not even going to like, this is no lie. So sincere. And I just told my friend this the other day for the first time. I've never told anyone this except for her just the other day. And the fact that I had this same type of man that I was in this situation with, the guy before him was very similar. Mm. And I knew that at this point in time, it was so odd that I would encounter very similar people back to back. I was destined to do, go through that situation to move me out of that space, to move me to a place where God wanted me. And I feel mm. like it was a Job moment where God is allowing a thing to happen. And of course, we are free will beings and we have our decision making qualities. And it was literally a thing where if it didn't happen with a guy before him, it was going to happen with this person. Because mm. in my entire life, I had never met any two people like these two people and especially to have them back to back. So what I started doing was writing things that ring, sorry, writing things down. And just I got so still. I was traveling a lot for work, but I, when I was traveling, I wasn't on the phone as much. I um, was definitely reading my word on a whole nother level because if you're praying and fasting for 30 days, like I think I was doing one meal a day um, during that fast. That is a, that's a lot. And that is I a lot. tell you what the things that were coming out in this fast were just amazing. And you have to um, operate in a sense of discipline and discernment in that time. So not just was I writing down a plan, but it was at least, it was literally like God was telling me like, it's okay to go. And I'm going to move you into a space that you couldn't have even done on your own. And so at that time when the fast was over, it's not like anything ended when the fast was over. The fast was just over and I was able to eat, but I was still praying. And I was also still very much like broken and at my bottom. So Mm -hmm. I had a roommate at the time and I would be talking to her like, girl, why did I have to encounter this type of person at this stage of my life? <laughs> like, gee, God. But I, I also know 
I think it's very um, important that you have to be self-aware. I'm yes. a person that learns lessons hard. I cannot stress that enough. Everyone is not a hard lesson learner. Your girl? Oh, she a hard lesson learner. <laughs> so I would not have gotten it had it been the same lesson with a softer type of dude. I don't know if mm. that makes sense. Mm. But I would not have gotten it because it's one of those things where we go through things and we misinterpret, right? So we right. know what it is, but we want to make it what we want to make it. So I knew this dude was somebody I wasn't supposed to be dealing with. And I was still mm. dealing with him. And if it was a softer type of dude, I mean, I have gotten the same lesson, which means I would have been destined to repeat it, which is why I had already, this is the second time I met this same person just in a different body. You like, know what? Listen. <laughs> Ooh, look, the eight-man corner over here right now <laughs> is, is deep. Listen, so... At the end of this fast, I am writing things down. I am still praying, but I am still, I am discerning and I am disciplined because God is speaking so clear to me. And me and my roommate had just renewed our lease. I will never forget. We just renewed our lease when I came out of the fast. And within 30 days of me coming out of the fast, we worked in the same office building when I wasn't traveling. I just called her and said, um, so I think I'm going to have to move in a few months. And I'm really sorry, but this is what I'll do um, for my portion of the rent, whatever the case may be. And she was like, where are you going? I was like, girl, I don't even know yet. But mm. I really got to leave New York. Like, I can't be in this environment anymore. This is not conducive to the woman I am becoming. This is not conducive to even the woman I am right now because I am so broken. This is not good. Mm. And what's crazy is that the guy fell off the face of the earth for like, I don't know, a month or no more than he fell off the face of the earth for months. And what was interesting is my boss left and she got recruited to another company. She then recruited me. And what I didn't know is that she had already passed my information off to that organization before I even spoke to them as a referral for her. And they end the call with, "Um, do you know anyone who would be interested? And I was like, actually me. At this time, I still didn't know she gave them my resume. And so they said, oh, okay, send us your resume and we'll schedule something. Let me tell you something. Only God could have lined this up. Mm. Because (laughs) when it was all said and done, I was on my way to a vacation on a cruise in Miami. I moved to Florida. I moved to Miami. What happened was they actually flew me from New York. Just so happened to be my interview was the weekend. First of all, let's be very clear. And this is for everybody. If a company wants you and they are in a different place, they will pay for you to be there if they want you. Do not ever fly yourself anywhere. Hmm. I need to stress that because so many people think that these are opportunities from God and or these companies want them so bad and yet you are flying yourself places. I'm going to ask that you sit down and pray about that because if it is God, he will provide. And he will also set it up and orchestrate it so that no one else, it won't be you to get the glory from it. Okay. So that's good. That's the word. (laughs) That's the word. Listen. So they flew me down to Miami the same weekend. I was actually leaving to go on my cruise. Flew me down to Miami. They understood I would be gone and out of commission for seven days. And uh, they were like, okay, so we want to talk and da, 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 da. By the time I got back from my cruise, they had extended me the offer and said, what do you need to make this work? I told them what I needed to make it work. Hmm. And I got um, a 30 day. I got a real, I got 30 days to give notice so that I can prepare myself to move across the country or 
um, down from New York. I got a relocation package. Like, it was just like, who, what, huh? So I was able to leave New York within four months of going through. Actually, I think, yeah, I think, it, yeah, four months of going through my whole situation. So prayed and fasted. They came out of fast. I had a whole plan I was just writing down. And I was speaking the life I wanted into existence during that time. Because I was like, I can't do this. This version of me cannot continue. This is not healthy. This is not, I'm not, I'm so not happy. I was regularly crying on the phone to my friend, like, girl, I don't even know what I'm doing. I can't stand this job. And I was always, I had three positions in three years. So all my friends are like, girl, you keep getting a better job though. Like you're in the same organization. You keep getting better jobs. Like what is wrong? And it just did not feel right. Hmm. And one of the best things I ever did was moving to Florida eight years ago. A hundred percent. Wow. God made room for you Listen. when you took the time to be still and trust and take a leap of faith. You know, there are so many words within what you just said. And that's why I just had to be quiet and listen. <laughs> and you are speaking life to me right now. I am always on tour and where I am just during this quarantine in life, mm-hmm. relationally, spiritually, mentally, physically, I'm like, okay, shy, you ain't got to tell my business <laughs> all out here on this on this episode. Like, why you guys do that? You know, dang. Um, no, but truly, you have said some really key things. What it sounds like is yes. God made room for you. The most Absolutely. high made room for you. But you also held space Absolutely. for yourself. And I held space for him. Like, honestly, we can't do anything without mm-hmm. him. And I knew a mm-hmm. lot of the times you will get so broken down that you have to spend your time on your knees. And I knew that I could not mm-hmm. continue in doing it on my own. Like, we be thinking we could do this or we're going to help God. Like, it's not even that type of party. God do not need our help Mm. at all. And I literally had to get very uncomfortable. I had to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Very. And it, it, like, when I tell you, girl, it almost took me out. Like, I, my friends know, I always say that that gentleman, he was a game changer for my life. And I even spoke to him years later. What's really crazy is that the day that I moved to Florida and my apartment was ready, he actually called me and apparently had been. Why? Why does it happen that way? For me. He had been to my apartment. He had been to my job and had been looking for me. I didn't live there anymore because he was looking for the girl that once was. That girl didn't even exist no more. Like she ain't there. Not just physically was I not there. Mentally, I wasn't there. And I was literally on the beginning of this journey and evolution into the woman I am today. But I just, he was like, where are you? I was like, I'm not there anymore. And I just hung up. And like a few years ago, I think four years ago, I spoke to him again because you know how, no, first of all, most guys don't have a woman just drop off the face of the earth on them. So when you can't right. find a chick that you know you did dirty, oh, they trying to figure out what just happened. Oh, man. What just happened? Okay. And even then I told him like, you, I needed you. I totally needed you. You were totally an F boy, but I needed you to become the woman I am. You actually helped push me into the direction of what Mm. I needed because I was at bottom. You shouldn't have even been in my line of sight. 
that I should have thought it was okay to date you mm. on any level. But yet and still something in me craved that something that I needed from you because I wasn't allowing God to do what he needed to do in me. And when you make an idol of a person or a thing, God will make sure that that, that does not work out. And I really think that in my process, I was able to make time for God and make space for God while he taught me how to make space for myself and love myself. So holding space for self actually came mm. from God teaching me how to do it. It was nothing I could have ever done. Mm. Oh, I literally just wrote down. You can't go as you are. You said that man showed up looking Girl. for you. He didn't realize. He didn't no. even know who he was looking for, right? But you couldn't go to no. Florida as Never. you were. Oh, my goodness. I, I love that there's always this invitation to come yes. to the most high as you are. But on on your journey, you can't often, you know, arrive where you oh, need no. to be as you once were. Oh, my goodness. Now, you touched on holding space, but what did holding space for yourself look like once Ooh. you got to Florida? Okay, so I began a um, just a routine of pouring into myself. So when it came to fitness, I I literally... So my old boss who recruited me, she I moved into the same complex as her. And I swear to you, this woman could not have picked a better place for us to live. That's how come I know this was all God orchestrated. I lived a half mile from the beach and I was in, um, I wind up not moving to Miami, but an area like very close to Miami or North Miami. And it was called Dania Beach. And I literally lived a half mile from the beach. So I would run to the beach, work out on the beach and then come back home. What? Like that's, and I'm from New York, born and wow. raised. That's clutch. Are you kidding me? Oh, this is everything. I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to no Brooklyn beaches okay. and just go chill like that. Like, if it's not summer, <laughs> like this, everything about Florida fed my soul. The sun fed my soul. Being able to be in the earth the mm-hmm. way that I'm in the sand, I'm sitting and watching the waves. Like, these things literally fed my soul. I'm a Virgo. I'm an earth side. I need these things. And mm-hmm. the concrete environment right. of New York added to anxiety that I didn't Mm. even know I had because I didn't even have the verbiage to say that this was anxiety. I just knew I was stressed all the time. And so I will say that it Mm. didn't happen immediately, but those were, that was the first thing I started doing. It all started with my physical um, once I got to Florida. So I began the spiritual part, but then it took off with the physical once I got to Florida where I created a regular habit and routine of being physically engaged and moving my body. And I think from there, I was able to, I was able to find a church here. And then that was like, that wind up being very important to me. And I even said, now I live in Jacksonville. And I said, if I ever move again, the very first thing I have to do is find a spiritual covering before I even determine Mm -hmm. where I'm going or what I'm doing or what home I'm going to live in. Because that means so much to me now. And I had no idea the level of importance. And again, I grew up in the church. I still, I think I definitely took it for granted how important a spiritual covering was for me. So when I got here, I got a church and I still was working. I was working crazy. And so I wound up experiencing over the four years that I lived down there, I wound up experiencing burnout twice. 
actually burnout over the course of five mm. years. I experienced burnout in New York. And so what I was doing was I kept thinking I needed another job. So even though I was holding space for myself and my physical and then my spiritual, I was not still getting it. Like it still didn't click. And so I was like, oh no, it's this job. This job is stressful. So now I'll go get another job. Oh, this job is even more stressful. And God was like, girl, if you don't get this lesson, girl, get this lesson. And Hmm. it took me a while to get the lesson. But what I will say is once I got the lesson, I began to start implementing it. And the only reason I got it is because I literally started realizing, okay, when you're working on your spiritual, you're good. When you're working out, you're good. And then I started working on um, creative things. So I would, oh, a girl, I was like a serial, non-profitable um, entrepreneur. I was constantly <laughs> starting businesses <laughs> off of these ideas, but they were really my creative outlets. And I didn't recognize it as such mm. at the time. But when I operated in each of those, I felt good. Now I put them together. Mm. And once I put them together, oh my gosh, when I tell you it was game changing, it was just so game changing. It on a, just, just on a whole nother level. And that's what allowed me to create and hold space for myself by operating in those three things. Because now I'm holding space in my physical self. I'm holding space with my spiritual self. I'm holding space with my creative self. And putting them all together has just been, I, I can't stress it enough. It's been the unlock. Like I can literally feel that my soul got unlocked and it was just like, boom. And now the light can shine bright. Now you can share with other people now that you know what the key is. Cause it looks different for everyone. And I always say people have right. to make their own. And uh, now that's what I do. And I help people make their own, but you have to know what that looks like for you. For me, it was running. For me, it was these businesses that didn't necessarily need to be businesses that I just needed a creative outlet. And for me, it is literally spending time with God every single morning. We focus so much on spending time with man and social media. But if you don't make time for God, you will not be able to deal with the people that you have to engage throughout your day. Right. Say that. Oh, my goodness. You know, holding space requires Mm -hmm. being present. It is so hard at times to just be present and be attentive to ourselves, to what the most high is speaking to us and what our assignments are because we're so busy and so many things mm-hmm. are vying for our attention. And it seems like you've gotten into the, the flow of being present, what is mm-hmm. it's beautiful, right? But I want to know, how has holding space for yourself helped you show up so- differently? Um, holding space for self has helped me look within first in every situation and not get caught up in what I see, because I think the most self-aware game changing thought process for me was recognizing the lesson. Like I'm in a situation, I, Mm-mm, this is a test, this is a lesson. I got you guys. Okay, cool. So I'm not going to react. I'm going to respond. So being able to tap within myself and recognize that that was like, girl, listen, cause I'm a reactor. You do something. Oh, I got you. I'm going to react. No, 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 no. That's not always what is necessary or appropriate at any given point in time. So I had to learn to respond. So really looking my, mm. I'm looking within 
in every situation. And circumstances, aren't. we don't always have all the information, even though we think we do. So not getting caught up in what I see, because we are dealing in two realms. There's a spiritual realm and there's a physical realm. What I can see with my physical eye may not really be what's going on in the spiritual realm. Because a lot of the times we sit in here taking things personal that really have nothing to do with you, that someone is dealing with and reacting to from a situation that happened prior Hmm. to you. But yet you are the person that is the bearer of whatever they're about to give, getting the brunt of it. That has nothing to do with you. So not getting caught up in that has been big and allows me to show up in a whole new way. So... A lot of the times when I struggled in the past, it was out of operating out of trauma. So I didn't have the resources Hmm. and tools to actually articulate myself so that I could not react but respond. So I think a big part of that was also dealing with my traumas. And God helped me so much in my times of prayer, but then also seeking out professional help. Like I cannot say enough. For um, I started listening to my leak years ago, and my leak Teal always talked mm. about her um, therapy yeah. and encouraging Black women to get therapy, just encouraging people to get therapy. And as a result of her podcast, mm-hmm. I started getting therapy. And now this is three years that I've been wow. in therapy. I've been in Florida eight years. I've been in therapy three years, and it has been life saving because when I got after a year of therapy, I got a review. And I was able to understand the context and the things that were being said, not take it personal, but then also able to articulate myself and not be angry. That was huge for me. Huge for me. Because your trauma is really going to be what makes you angry a lot of the time. And I don't know if you are, but I'm one of those kids that grew up and if I couldn't react or use my words, I would cry. And... People get mad at you, like, why are you crying? Why are you crying? Like, I literally can't use my words because I don't know what to say. Yeah, I was someone who held it in. Like, I would just be mm-hmm. so angered by a lot of things, and I would just hold it in. And I learned to hold it in until I learned how to to spar. And I was like, okay, well, mm-hmm. let me take this out on a bag. Um, but it, it it is difficult to navigate, you know, trauma you know now everyone's talking about trauma Mm -hmm. informed practices and all of these other things that you can do but I can attest therapy is so helpful if you know if you have the insurance Mm -hmm. or the funds to seek that kind of treatment I most definitely am someone who champions for it as well so I think that has really helped me show up in a whole new way as well and specifically I've been in therapy for the last three years but God has been dealing with me for longer than that And I think also now Hmm. I assume positive intent. When I tell you I'm very present now, there's a lot of the time I miss taking pictures of experiences or I had to train my mind not to float away in conversation and be present in the conversation to give the person my undivided attention, put my phone down, move it clear across the room or put it away. And those have been things that have allowed me to Just be in the moment and also accepting the moments for what they are in that moment, not assuming it's anything else, but accepting it. Because a lot of our stress comes from not accepting what is for what it is. So I had to Mm. learn. You know, so many of us are looking for a way out. (laughs) And I can't get the quote verbatim right now, but the only Mm -hmm. way out is the only way through. 
Oh my goodness. That piece, you have to just go through some things. And I think a lot of that requires being present. Like you are saying, it is difficult to just go throughout life and just pass on by. You can do that, but I don't, I'm not sure if you're going to be fulfilled or if you're going to achieve what it is that you set out to. So I'm so glad that you shared that with us. You know, you do so much, right? You're on top of what Shia needs and you're also Mm -hmm. helping others get to where it is that they'd like to be on their wellness journey. What has it been like helping other women engage in their wellness and men um, as it well? It's been extremely fulfilling um, to support other women on their journey. So many times we don't know where to start. And my course, Holding Space for Self, Stress Less, um, I share as a blueprint to creating a personal wellness plan, tapping into lasting balance, it isn't as elusive as we think, and it's easy to look at someone else's life and feel like they've got it all together. And that's not always the case. It is really just a matter of making time to tap into the areas of who you are that fill you up and heal the areas of your heart that you've not dealt with in the past. And it's a matter of self-awareness to even recognize what those areas are that fill you up. And you need to take more time to be still and present for you to be able to do that and tap into that in yourself. Um, And we got to, it starts before it's, once you recognize it, you got to help other people. And it starts as young as with children Mm. and us asking questions, not suppressing this creativity. Like there's so many things. So it has been Mm. honestly so fulfilling. And even most recently I was talking to a guy and he was like, Okay, how much do you charge? Because I like we I need to get some sessions in with you. And he's somebody <laughs> whom I've known for a while, but we just never had that quality of conversation. And it just made me chuckle because I was like, it's amazing how us just sharing and engaging with people, they just really want to know so much more because we have such a yearning. And there is a part of us that wants to right. be healed. We really do. But if you don't, if you've never seen we do. it before or you can't you're not self-aware enough to recognize it or you're not ready to move past your trauma because some people like trauma but that's because they're so hurt okay so familiar the fear and the pain of familiarity is more comfortable than being uncomfortable and being an active participant in their own lives Hmm. look you know what did you just (laughs) drop the mic was that a microphone i heard Look, it is so true. And I think at times in our communities, those who may be a little bit more in tune, self-aware, intellectual, or have more diverse experiences come down on people who aren't (laughs) self-aware and who Mm -hmm. do not have the language or the access to resources. So I'm glad that you are saying that because you don't know what you do not know. And if you've never seen someone be healed in your lifetime, how would you even know to start the conversation about healing? We were raised by hurt, broken parents. They didn't have the resources or the access to resources because therapy has always been around, but they didn't have the access or the finances. So then now they out here raising hurt, broken children. And then we just keep the cycle going. My prayer is that this generation be a generation that is healing And that we teach our children better than we ever knew because now we have the access and we have the resources so we can be better for it. 
And these, when I say children, they don't have to be your own birth children. A lot of us are aunties Mm -hmm. where you are auntie to a community. Auntie Nikki and Auntie Angela just totally educated us last night. Like you're an auntie to a community. It is Mm -hmm. not only about having your own children. That may not be your blessing in life, but a big part of our blessing in life Mm -hmm. is to share our gifts, talents, and abilities with those around us. And that's a huge part of it. If you are healed, share your journey to healing with others so they know that it is real and that it exists. Because it seems elusive when you don't know anybody that has had that. Well said. Well said. Now, you have given us so much. but And I'm confident. (laughs) No but. And I am confident that there are going to be people who are breaking the internet by going on your website to learn more information. But you have this course, Mm -hmm. Holding Space for Self, Stress Less. Can you give us at least two ways that we can stress less and then leave some so that we can go download and purchase this course. But I am so curious. I just want to hear from you. Like what are two ways that we can stress less in our Um, everyday lives? I think the very first thing is being realistic. A lot of the time, and I just said this to somebody else the other day, Hmm. a lot of the time we set these high unachievable goals for ourselves. Like, Oh, it's New Year's. I'm going to stop eating everything I've been eating. I'm going to work out 30 minutes every single day for the next 30 days. I'm going to read five books this month and I'm going to get a new job in the next 30 days. Like, no, 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 baby. Let's, let's pull that back. <laughs> let's pull that back. Like, be realistic and be have compassion for yourself, right? So if you want to set a realistic goal, mm-hmm. choose one thing. I always tell people about habit stacking. Choose one thing that you want to do. So if you want to start working out, maybe go for a walk for five minutes. Then add maybe another five minutes the next week. Start habit stacking. Then once you are consistently walking, then add another thing. If you want to start changing your diet, start with like a meatless Monday. Do something like that so that when you don't, you have to be realistic. Because when you add all those things together and then it doesn't happen, it makes us feel worse. Then we start binge eating. Then we start talking negatively to ourselves. Like it is a whole domino effect. Mm -hmm. So please be realistic. Like, honestly, don't try to be perfect. No one on this earth is. And even expecting others to be perfect adds a level of stress to you. So please extend grace and compassion to others the same as you would yourself. And that's the other part I would say. Extend grace to yourself. A lot of the time. When people do something to us, we say, oh, no worries. Oh, it's okay. Even when it's not okay. And yet and still, we'll beat ourselves up. Extend yourself the same grace you are extending to everyone else in your life. Don't be so hard on yourself. You, everyone is going to make mistakes. We are not always going to get it right. And a part of this journey, we've never lived this life before. Like, you're good. I truly believe the first 40 Hmm. years is like, pre-game. Okay. Next 40, let's go. Because <laughs> there are a I like that. In this world where these people get it at 30, they get it at 20, and they are these millionaires. But if you look at the people who've done and made huge um, impacts on the world at any given point in their lives, not all of them have done it before the age of 40. And I'm just throwing Very that true. out there as a frame of reference. I'm not saying that's everyone's story. 
But when we we are as we're you're human, so we compare ourselves. If you're gonna compare yourself, mm-hmm. start paying attention to the people who are really making an impact and when they started to do so. So if you are somebody who loves to sketch and you want to be a designer, Vera Wang didn't start doing anything until I think the age of 40. And when I say anything, I mean on her own as Vera Wang. Vera Wang was an apprentice hmm. and a designer for Donna Karen, if I'm not mistaken, Calvin Klein. She worked under people. So the whole notion that we can't have a uh, job and still be our best selves or work for a corporation, everyone's not meant to be an entrepreneur. So with that being the case, like, operate in your gift, operate in your space, but don't get so caught up in feeling like you're late to the party. You are so not late to the party. First 40 years, like, mm. boo, trust. Like, I'm going to be 40 this year. I'm like, all right, God, I got you. First yes. for me to figure this thing out. Like, it's like learning how to walk. How long does it take mm. a kid to learn how to walk? Like, you don't come out the womb walking. But babies don't get upset that they can't walk. They might cry. They may get a little frustrated. It's not like they can say stop and like, well, I guess I'm going to crawl my whole life. Nah, they figure it out and they start walking. And you don't really even get really good at walking (laughs) for a while. And imagine, they don't even have kneecaps. Did you know that? That's a random fact for you. There you go. They don't have kneecaps. There we go. Babies don't start really getting kneecaps until I think like closer to one or two. I could be wrong, but I'm almost sure it's like one or two. Okay, one second. I got to drop the bomb. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> what? Okay. I knew I was going to get a random fact somewhere down the line. That just blew my mind. I also love the metaphors, the analogies of everything you just said. Babies don't decide because they can't walk that they're going to crawl for the rest of their lives. How many of us have crawled, be it physically or spiritually, because we haven't gotten the swing of our walks or the hang of our walks yet, right? I know in a spiritual sense, we talk about our spiritual walks in life, but you just spoke to me. I I think you just spoke to the masses as well, because there are some of us who have been crawling, okay? Even if you're someone who doesn't believe, I know that there's someone tuned in who's going to be like, I've been crawling. It is time to get in. And that's a word. But we don't, we, we act like we're supposed to have it all together. So let me tell you, I just Googled it. Mm-hmm. Babies are born with a piece of cartilage in their knee joint, which forms during the embryonic stage of fetal development. Yes, babies do have kneecaps made of cartilage. So this hard thing you have here, babies don't even have that. Nope. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what, Shai? You know what? I just have to take a deep breath. I often talk about posture and, you know, all these things as it relates to confidence and just being upright. But you can't have any of those things if you are Listen, not even standing you can't. Up. And you got to give yourself grace. Like, uh, boom. If at first you don't succeed, hmm. you get up and try again. Aaliyah told us, right? Um, Donnie McClurkin, okay. fall down, you get back up. Like, Hello. everybody's saying it, and we singing it. Listen. Cardi B, Cardi, what up? Like, everybody's saying it. Don't even get me started on my Cardi sermon. I have a whole sermon about Cardi. Um, 
I think that you know we what? just are comfortable singing <laughs> in the songs and we automatically do not think it applies to us. You have never lived hmm. this life before. Like, I can't stress that enough. Like, live and walk in the fact that every day is a new day to learn something. Stop beating yourself up. If I could say anything mm-hmm. to my 20-year-old self, is like, girl, you are learning how to walk. It is okay. Do not mm-hmm. beat yourself up. You don't know it all, and you really will never know it all, but you really don't know it all now. And it's okay to not know. A lot of the time, people will make you feel guilty about what you do not know. Google is your friend. And a lot of what you don't know, you probably ain't supposed to know at this stage of the game because you just ain't been exposed to it. You know what? Oh, so many of us want to touch the photo before it's developed. Like, we're not ready. We are ready. We are not ready for the big picture. We're not ready for what we're asking for or what we say we want. When I tell you, I'm so happy God answered all my prayers. That's all I'm saying. Because a lot of the time, Mm. not just were we not ready, you would have fumbled. You would have fumbled the damn ball. God trying to get you to a touchdown. He gave it to you too early. Now you freaking fumbling the ball because you're not mature enough. You don't have the experience enough. Mm. Like no one's putting a four-year-old in a Super Bowl game <laughs> be just because they play on a little peewee team or whatever it is. Ain't nobody doing that. Why? Because they don't have the experience. Right. They don't have the body mass. You have to build up. You are becoming. Mm. Michelle Obama said it. We are becoming who we are supposed to be. It's not just about becoming Michelle. It's okay. about becoming Lydia. It's about becoming Shia. It's about becoming Mm. Terry. It's about becoming Janet. Whomever these women are, you are becoming yourself. Trust and believe. I don't care what nobody Mm. say. First 40 years is pregame. Have fun. You know what? (laughs) On that note, no, let me not act a fool because I want to take this journey seriously. But I love that. I love that. And no one is telling us this. This is why... You are necessary. This is why the Get My Life Tour is what it is. And let me just, let me share this because I I love giving people their due. In our conversation, I told you, girl, I thought I was going to be off this Get My Life Tour, but I am still on tour. And you told me, (laughs) I think I wrote it down. What did I say? You told me, this is what you told me. And we're going to put this on the t-shirt. I'm not kidding either. Um, You told me. You could have your life if mm-hmm. you settled. I wrote this down. This is what you told me. You could have your life if you settled. You're always on tour. I, We're all on when tour. I tell you're always on tour. Always on tour. There's not many people who got their life. I don't care what nobody say. Because as soon as I think a bit, and I read this somewhere one time, when we it's every time you get the answers to the questions, the questions change. That is a part of your life. Oprah may seem like she got it all. Trust and believe there's things Oprah don't know. Like, we, you always mm-hmm. want to work. You, if you want to settle, go for it. Settle, you will have your whole life. You know why are you going to have your life? Because you're only going to mm-hmm. have a mediocre version of what it is that God intended for you. It is just like the scripture about the talents. You would have been the one to bury your talent mm-hmm. because you didn't want to upset your master versus being the one who took a risk and took your five talents and multiplied it into ten. 
by trying to be on this journey and get your life. I just had to let it breathe because you are so right. You are so right. We think this is all about us and where it is we desire to be or what we desire to have. And it's not. This conversation is not about me. Mm-hmm. This conversation is not about you. It It is for who is listening with their heart and mm-hmm. needed to hear from you, right? Your life is yours, right? But we not understand it is not our own. And I also believe and understand that to be true. And I'm just so grateful for all of the ways that you have shown up. My goodness, you, I keep on saying my goodness. I feel like I'm on the first pew, okay? I didn't ran around the church, out the church. I, um, am, you know, I just, I don't know where I am right now, but I'm Amen. where I'm supposed to be, okay? And I'm so grateful. You have spoken to me. Oh my goodness, you have spoken to me. And I, I just can't imagine what others are getting right now. <laughs> okay. We are not yet done. We just are not. We are at the point on tour where we have our mic drop moment. And this is where you leave it all on the stage. I always tell people you can go from <laughs> sexual chocolate to Obama out. You choose which side of the spectrum you want to be on. We take it all. Okay. We take it all. But for a moment, I want you to think about your mic drop moment and what it is that you want to leave us with. And when you are ready, feel free to share. I can't tell you how much I love that, the mic drop moment. So <laughs> one of my favorite quotes <laughs> is by Warren Buffett, and it about it's about the chains of habit. And it always says that the chains of habit are light, and so they are too heavy to be felt and broken. So a lot of the time... We get into these habits and we allow ourselves to experience things, but we don't realize that the chains are on and your habits may be good, they may be bad, but there's things that you can be changing and there's things that you can be working on. And I think it's really important that our habits and choices create our world. Let's be very clear and recognize that. And holding space for self is about intentionality and cannot be purchased. It has to become a habit. A lot of the time we think, or we're not willing to do the work, right? So we want to go pick up self-compassion, a new attitude, as if we're going to Walmart and putting it in our cart. That is not a thing. That It requires work. And it requires work because it is a journey. It is not a destination. You are not just going to arrive as if you just got off the JetBlue flight and you're in Jamaica. That's not what's going to happen. It is a journey, So extend grace to ourselves and understand that this is the journey of our life and that no one else can do it for you. Too often we think holding space for self is about self-care and spa days and facials and self-care is part of it. But holding space for self doesn't always look nice or feel good all the time. It gets ugly. You can choose to do the work and the healing to become the best version of yourself. The best version of yourself is ever evolving as you grow and you take on different roles in your life as a friend, a wife, a mother, a aunt, a widow, a son, a husband. It is during these times that we are built as we choose compassion for ourselves and others. And we cannot forget that because that is huge, 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 huge. 
We love, like I said earlier, to tell people, no worries, but we don't extend that same grace and compassion to ourselves. So it is really important. And please recognize, and I said this earlier, we have never lived this life before. So you won't get it immediately right each time. You won't. You may be making macaroni and cheese and make it a different way every single time. You're not always going to get it right. And that's okay. And everyone has a starting point. The wellness journey is a very personal one, but you are in charge. It is your choice. And you have to be an active participant in your own life to get there and where you are trying to be in this journey. Every day you are ever evolving. Your joy and your love cups are your responsibility to keep full. Until you choose to put your mask on first, you will always be grasping for air to just live and love your life instead of being able to deeply breathe and freely breathe in the fullness of your choice to hold space for self and design a life you do not need a vacation from. I cannot stress that enough. Holding space for self shows up in many ways. Setting boundaries with loved ones, setting boundaries with work, especially during this time. It is important that you be an active participant in yourself, with yourself, in your life, and that you hold yourself and others accountable for holding space for yourself. By us doing it, we teach others that it is okay. We teach them that it is possible. So continue to be out there using your gifts, talents, and abilities to be a teacher. That is part of your journey as well. Someone is watching you and they need to see you win at your journey. Shia, I'm speechless. My (laughs) eyes are watery. (laughs) I appreciate you, girl. I really appreciate you. Like For us to be able to even have this conversation today. And I want you to extend some grace to yourself, too. You're on the tour. You're the host. You're inviting all of us to take the stage. But, girl, you're doing an amazing job. You're doing an amazing job being vulnerable and sharing your journey with other people. Other people need to hear someone else is going through this, trying to get their life. We all saying, get your life. But no one's talking about how they're getting their life. So thank you for talking about how you're getting your life. Other people need to hear this. You are so welcome and thank you. I I receive, okay? I receive what you have shared. Your mic drop moment. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I I don't even like I said, I'm speechless. I don't know what to say because I'm gonna probably pay, play that back a number of times because you are truly on assignment. My goodness, you are on assignment. I appreciate you. I want to correct one thing. I'm going to say the Warren Buffett um, quote correctly verbatim. Chains of habit are okay. too light to be felt until they are too heavy to be broken. Like, that is a whole sermon. We don't realize a lot of mm. the things we are doing are actually holding us down because they're too heavy to be broken. That, yeah, that right there is an entire word. Shia, before I cry my eyes out, right, um, tell people how they can stay connected with you. I, I can sense 
in my soul that people are going to be reaching for you. I know you already <laughs> hot out here in these streets. I already know. The, the block is hot. I feel it, okay? Don't want to go into my cash yes, money yes, for yes, 2005. Yes. But <laughs> let people know how um, they can you reach can you. You can reach me via Instagram and LinkedIn. And I am at Shia Thousand. So C-H-E-Y-A-T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D. So it's just my first name, my last name. Everything is Shia Thousand. So my Instagram, my Twitter, my LinkedIn, Shia Thousand, and my website is shiathousand.com. Again, C H E Y A T H O U S A N D.com. Definitely check me out. I have a book, Holding Space for Self. Definitely check out the book. We also have the ebook available. And we have the course, Holding Space for Self, Stress Less, where you learn more about that pyramid and how to build your own pyramid and build your own unique personal wellness plan because it's not a game out here and we all need support. And a lot of the time we be wanting to just do it on our own. Invest in yourself and get the support you need to become and evolve into the best version of yourself. Yes, I am so glad that we will go further together. And if you want to stay connected with the Get My Life Tour, be sure to visit the getmylifetour.com. Of course, on all, all social platforms, we are at the Get My Life Tour, with the exception of Twitter, because the Get My Life Tour was too long for a handle. So it is at <laughs> Get My Life Tour. Join our Facebook community. The, Get my life tour backstage. We are now on LinkedIn. You know why? Because we are growing. You all are tuning in. And I just have to put in this plug. If you enjoyed this stop on the tour, make sure that you like, share, comment, subscribe, download, and leave a review. We want to know your thoughts. We want to know how you were moved by this conversation and where it is that you are on tour so that we can help support you and go the distance together. And if you want to stay connected with me personally, be sure to find me on social at Lydia T. Blanco. I also have a website, LydiaTBlanco.com. And I look forward to staying connected and building, being on tour and all of the above. Shia, I cannot, I can't thank you enough. I truly can't. This has been a true pleasure And I really hope that somebody, even if it's one person, walks away with something from today's conversation that can help them as they're on this journey, figuring out this this version of life. (laughs) We've never done it before. Hmm. I love that. This version of life. You know, I am full and I hope that you are as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. You are welcome. And thank you for tuning in. It is so mind-blowing to have an international audience and to have people committed to showing up for themselves. Thank you for going on tour with us and taking center stage in your life, your life. Until the next time, I look forward to seeing you again. It has been real. Peace.